ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. in the books, it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? I'll tell you why it doesn't matter. Right here. Uh, it doesn't matter because, well, you know, what happened last night. I'll tell you exactly what I mean <laughs> in a quick second. Uh, we got a lot to get into for sure. 800-998-1003, the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. That is what we want you to chime in on. 800-998-1003. All of our guests will be via the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. We'll be back over at Dr. Josh Rillette's office next Tuesday. So you will get a chance to hear from him. And I will try to weasel my way into a uh, massage over at Lakeview Massage and Therapy. Go to that website. Click on the menu. And you'll see why I am so impressed with what they do there with their massage therapists, their specialists. And um, it's not just, hey, I'm not, not that it's a bad thing. Just, you know, get a massage. Kind of relax a little bit. That's fine. But they have, like, specific massages for a lot of different areas, medical, you know, injury treatment, even um, double mastectomy-type massages and stuff that I didn't even know you could do. But that's what they specialize in. So uh, it may not even be for you, maybe a gift card or whatever, but it, I promise it's worth your time at the very least to go check out the website and to go see Dr. Josh Roulette. So looking forward to that coming up on Tuesday of next week. we got a lot to get into today as Ali Cosell will join us next segment because of the top story today, maybe even a headline. Kevin Durant meeting with the Nets, Shams Sharania. Posting it earlier this morning, and what took place was essentially a little powwow, little meetup, little meetup, right? So the full contingent, like everybody was there, Steve Nash, the owners, the general manager, Sean Marks, they're all there in L.A. on Monday, and uh, the decision has been made. He's coming back to move forward with this. Now, remember yesterday I said on the show, it was interesting that over the weekend it was... Kyrie Irving is back. That's right. Kyrie Irving is not going anywhere. Been telling everybody about it that he's going to be um, a net, get used to it. So we even talked about it yesterday when the professor came on. We were like, you know, of both of those players, it's real interesting that you're like, hey, look, you know, Kyrie's coming back. Stop calling. But that they were taking some calls yesterday. And it was crazy because remember, the Memphis Grizzlies were making inquiries and stuff. Look, this is what it boiled down to. It's what we've been talking about the last several weeks since the trade demand was made in June. That's great. I'm going to be traded. Awesome. You hadn't even played year one of your four-year extension, but, you know, whatever it is you want to leave. But here's here's what the Nets did. They asked for the moon and Mars. And nobody bought. I know the Pels were thrown in there as well. I, I think teams realized, you know, it's nice to have a guy like Kevin Durant play, but realistically, how long do you have him? If it had been the Pels, it was the one argument that not only myself, but others that follow the Pelicans made. Man, the, the prospect of having Kevin Durant 
wear a New Orleans Pelicans jersey. Sounds incredible. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be saying, awesome, but no thanks. Like to Kevin Durant, like that guy. Guy can score whenever. Durantula. Slim Reaper. You name it. I mean, like that guy be playing for you. Instantly helps you, makes you a contender. Tough to stop. I got it. A lot of stuff comes with that, though. Right? A lot of stuff comes with that, though. And more importantly, a lot of stuff's going to go with that, though. As in, they wanted pieces. They wanted draft picks. They wanted pieces. They wanted Brandon Ingram. They wanted other young players. And that's just the Pels. They were asking for a lot for the other teams. Nobody bit. Nobody bit. Now, you can look at it as Brooklyn saying, we're we're going to make it so incredible that, sure, go ahead and take them. Or, it's kind of what I keep saying, look, you know, here it is. We'll see in September for training camp. But they all made the effort. So June 30th, he makes the trade request. Everybody goes bananas at the end of the day. Everybody takes the trip out to California, have a dinner, and he's coming back. Quote, from the Nets, they put out a statement this morning. We're focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Why is that a big story? Well, your New Orleans Pelicans on October 19th, the Wednesday, start this new season at Brooklyn. We were talking about whether or not it was going to be Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and company versus Zion, CJ, B.I., Herb, Valanjunas, the work. So, look, all I know is that that game really got interesting now, for sure. You thought they were going to be there? Now you know they're going to be there. The Nets will have those guys, at least two of them. I'm assuming Ben Simmons is ready to play, but I don't know, right? So, I know the other two guys, you've been seeing him play basketball and stuff like that. They will be there. KD and Kyrie will play. Whether or not Ben Simmons does, I don't know. Either way, the two principal characters are going. So we will talk to Ali Cosell about that here in a little bit. Coming up at 1230, Glenn Gilbo will join us. Outkick covers the SEC. We'll obviously talk the latest in the Tigers. And then, oh, boy, Nick Saban. Extension. Alabama just could not have it to where he uh, was not going to be one of the highest paid coaches. Can't have that. Can't have that if you're Nick Saban. Uh, Alabama giving him that extension, and that extension uh, gives him just, just north, just north, right, of uh, Kirby Smart. I mean, Kirby won a natty. Georgia said, time to get you paid. Kirby Smart up to $10.25 million. Alabama says, hold my beer, $10 million.695 will be the Saban compensation in 2022. It is a new contract extension. Uh, the extension, $93.6 million to keep them, uh, in Tuscaloosa through 2030. Now, if you, not that you're paying attention, but if you want to, um, go all the way back. So he started coaching at Alabama 2007. Since 2009. So he was there two years, did well. Paid him. Extended. Works. Since they've done that, since 2009, I mind you, we're in 2022. The school has paid Nick Saban, per the Alabama uh, newspaper, uh, AL, 
Com. 101 million four thousand one hundred and sixty one dollars since 2009 Alabama has paid Nick Saban 101 million that's an average as they say of about 21,500 per day for the last 13 years How about that Matt Moscona saw that and retweeted and he said he's still underpaid so it kind of led me to believe, or not to believe, but to ask this uh, with the professor we were going back and forth this morning. Like in my lifetime, I'm 46, you know, and I, there have been some coaches, Florida State, Miami with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, you know, there have been some coaches that you, you kind of know, whether it's Holtz or stuff, but in my lifetime, is he what I think of when I think of the face of college football? Coaching-wise, it's hard to not, isn't it, to say that. And I know it's probably nauseating to some of you LSU fans and stuff. I still don't get the hating. Won you a national championship. But is he? Is he the most hated? I don't know, like when when you think, and when I say my lifetime, I'm going, you know, let's just go 40 years then because I'm 46. I probably didn't know anything before six or seven. So 30, 40 years, let's just say in the last 30, 40 years, Everyone listening, who is the college football coach you think of when you think of college football? Has it changed? Is it different? Or, you know, did he still have a um, a special place? Michigan, Ohio State, all those guys. Or is it more the recent ones? And they're different, aren't they? Because that's what I was thinking from the Bowden eras to, to all that. College football was different. Now you are, as Matt likes to say a lot of times on his show, you are absolutely a CEO of a company. Like the top college football programs in the country, they are companies. I was listening yesterday to OTB. They had the head, the associate athletic director in charge of NIL. And, you know, they're trying to, to get that contingent going. You know, businesses come on out and meet. Uh, how, how do you want to sponsor an athlete? I mean, th- th- this is a business now. You better know how to run your money, how to raise your money. That, that's just like for the department and the buildings and stuff. Now you gotta, you know, have a whole nother wing on how to raise and get money to pay the student athletes. NIL deals. How to secure that. Game day experience. I mean, it is, it is a multitude of, of avenues and venues that you have to do now as the head coach. X's and O's and winning. That, that's, that's part of it now. And that's still a very large part. You better know how to build a staff. Better know what you're doing with your staff. Recruiting. All of that stuff. Like, I would say being a top tier at a program that pays you top tier money. Now is completely different than the head coaches back then. I, I They didn't have to worry about it. They didn't. I don't even think you had the scrutiny behind it. It ain't good enough now to win nine or ten games. I mean, how many times do you see just in the SEC West at LSU? You saw it with Miles. Not not good enough. Better beat Saban. Better beat Bama. By the way, not a lot of teams are doing that, but that's the standard for schools not even in the SEC. I mean, you see every year when the press releases come out. You know, you know, they didn't win enough. 
not consistent if we want to be a national championship. Here's the reality about 10 schools every year. Maybe you can even trim that down. Legitimately have a shot out of like 141. So I do always get a kick when I hear uh, or read statements of other schools and non-Power 5 conferences. No, you know, it's just not our, our standard. We, we want to be national champions. Good luck. But, you know, I get it. But <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. So anyway, we'll speak with Glenn Gilbo a little bit about that. Gary Smith, 115, the latest on Tulane next week. Super excited to say I have gotten confirmations. Got that this morning. All are in. Willie Fritz, Tulane. He will join us at 1.30. Uh, Tim Rebo will join us from Nichols. He'll give us the latest on the Colonels at 115. This all starts next Tuesday. DeSormo, Michael DeSormo, the van, brand new coach for UL. Just waiting on the time for him, but I think he'll be 1245, but he is in. Frank Selfo is in for Southeastern. Always enjoy my conversations with him. That's at 145 and adding a coach, maybe some more to come. But uh added, went back and forth with him today, Will Hall, head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, will join us at 12.15. This is Tuesdays. From here on out, super excited. I love talking to coaches. If you're a fan of these schools, I, I, I figured, hey, it'd be nice at least you have a segment a week to actually hear from the head coaches themselves on the team. And, and I'm excited about that. So adding Will Hall, hoping to add a few more coaches as well by then. But until I get confirms, I don't want to say it. Your New Orleans Saints had practice. I hadn't forgotten about them. Uh, look, they did practice today real quickly. Head coach Dennis Allen, three quick bites. How did practice go today? I thought that was good practice. Um, competitive, some situational work. Been getting back here in the AC a little bit. Uh, got him a little juice back, so start cutting back a little bit and getting ready for, uh, for the game. Indeed. Now, speaking of the game, one of the things that uh, happened or, or may or may not happen, I don't know, I, I was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning, and, and Max asked me very first question, what about maybe the fact that, you know, James Winston may not play this week. Is Dennis Allen comfortable with that? He's one of those starters that likely may not see action. I can't imagine if Michael Thomas isn't practicing that he's going to play this week. So, look, this is what he said about the possibility of not just Jameis, but other starters not playing. Are you okay with that going into the regular season? Yeah, look, I mean, it happens. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how we play it out, you know, on Friday night. Um, we've got a lot of good work in training camp, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty um, – Pleased with where we're at to this point, um, but yeah, we'll, look, we'll see. I mean, you know, everybody's got different philosophies on uh, on preseason, um, but uh, but look, I think getting in a in a game environment is is good for for everybody, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what we'll do. All right, and finally, uh, the one thing to pay attention to today. Honey Badger apparently was making plays left and right. Head coach Dennis Allen. Yeah, um, I think it's still a work in progress, but I think it's been improving. Um, Mantyra made a couple of really nice plays today, um, and so that was that was that was good to see. I think he's kind of beginning to get a little more comfortable in uh, what we're doing and, and and what we're asking him to do. Um, you know, I've seen improvement out of Marcus May throughout. 
throughout camp. So I feel good about where that position is. I think we've got a lot of depth in that position. All right, there it is. So quick update on how the Saints went. We'll have a lot much more. Plus, you'll hear from Kurt Merritt, McCoy, and Bostic, and Paulson Adebo, who spoke after yesterday's practice. We're just getting started. Up next, Ali Cosell. They're bringing it back in Brooklyn. What does that mean for the Pelicans' season opener? We'll do that next on ESPN New Orleans, your home for Pelicans basketball. LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new, and we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. Now Ingram, driving on bridges. Skip pass right corner, Jose. He'll go in. He will lay it in over Biombo. How's the ankle? <laughs> Feeling better? Ooh. I love it. Uh, that is just one of the many highlights I'm sure to come in the upcoming season. Just going back to that son's game. Ali Cosell at O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. Ali, sir, good afternoon. How are you? Awesome. Great. Can you believe it? We're less than two months away from being in the most talked about game in the season opener in the NBA. I was going to say, is that what it is? Because the news, of course, today, Sham's breaking it last night in L.A. I'm assuming a nice dinner. Ollie, we didn't get invited, but it was basically the Nets and KD. <laughs> they're bringing it back. So we now know Kyrie, Kevin Durant, will come back with the team. 
I don't know if Ben Simmons is ready to play basketball, but he could be versus, obviously, I, I think a pretty interesting starting lineup with the Pelicans, man. But let's just start with the obvious. KD coming back, Kyrie coming back. Were you surprised or kind of like me when you saw that there weren't that many takers or maybe what they wanted for him? I guess this is what I thought was going to happen. Wasn't surprised by the Kyrie news at all. He knows that he has to put in a good season's worth of work in order to get that big, lucrative, long-term contract. So going back to the Nets always made the most sense, especially after he picked up his player option. But Kevin Durant is kind of a toss-up. I thought maybe he had burned that bridge, right? When you basically say, I'll stay, but you got to fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash, but obviously then the owner, Joe Tsai, came out and said, I'm not going to do that. That the lines were drawn, like I said, in the sand, but apparently not. Apparently, you can just have one sit-down meeting, superstar coach, general manager, owner, and iron it out and move past it. And it looks like that's what has happened. So I'm glad they did because, look, Kevin Durant was likely not going to go end up anywhere right. with the Nets asking price, right? Obviously, it has to be sky high thanks to that Rudy Gobert trade, mm-hmm. and nobody was even coming close to what we hear in the rumor mill, right? I mean, the Pelicans weren't even willing to give up Brandon Ingram. Right. So it just didn't seem like he was going to get moved at all. So unfortunately now, the Pelicans are going to have a heck of a doozy of a test, right? I mean, I think the Nets, when I look at them, they're my favorite. You know, if you can think, if you can push aside all the squabbles that happened over the summer or whatever with all those guys over there in that franchise, they're the favorites to win in the Pelicans. We're going to get that first look of Zion, B.I., and C.J. going up against probably the best team in the league. You know, here's the thing, man. When you look at that team and they played together, which wasn't very often, but they did, and when they did, Ali was a very offensive team, right? So Mm -hmm. let's just kind of look at it from two sides here. Offensively, who checks KD? Who checks Kyrie? Who's got Simmons? How do you see them using their backcourt and how are they going to attack teams? And then kind of look at it on how the Pels play defense. I, I see a lot of perimeter, right? And or, or do I see a driving kick? Or how, how do I see them using primarily those three guys? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I can't wait to see that game just for the matchups alone. I mean, you've got to think Herb Jones. He's going to be probably, you've got to think on Kevin Durant. Um, but then it's a toss-up, right? I mean, Joe Harris is going to be out there running around. Kyrie Irving's probably going to be the biggest question. Who checks Kyrie? Because normally Herb was guarding the smaller mm-hmm. guys on, on uh, opposing teams because the Pelicans, you know, with C.J. McCollum in the backcourt and for a while Devontae was starting, that it, it just didn't make sense to put one of those guys on a premium guard. Um, but now you got to basically pick your poison. But at the same time, the Nets, they're going to have to guard somebody. So while I think Ben Simmons, if he can go – will give them a big, you know, big push, and he would probably guard Zion. That still leaves who's going to be on B.I., right? I don't think mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal is going to start for them. So it's probably going to be Joe Harris. And then Kyrie, you know, he, he can't really slow down C.J. He's not known as a defender. So mm. I'm looking for a big high-scoring game no matter what in that first game. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of offense, I think. Yeah, I mean, their, their, their games are 125, 130s, things like that. Yeah. They really didn't care about the defense. They would just try to outscore you. So, Look at football, right? When you play teams that are run and gun and spread, you, you try to slow the game down a bit, perhaps. So on the offensive side, you know, get nine, ten play drives. Can you do that in, in basketball in today's game in the NBA? In other words, try to maximize your, you know, your offensive possessions to do that? Or is that just, you know, again, you're just going to have to match up with them? Cause I'm kind of thinking like, you know, when you, when you play Golden State, you, you cannot, 
have that many empty possessions. They, they can mm-hmm. turn a two, three point lead, bang, 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 three, three threes. That's nine points. You're down 12. Right. And the Boston Celtics found that out, didn't they? In the finals <laughs> right. when they went through those lulls. Yeah. So no, you can't. So I'll tell you what, I love it for Willie Green because we're already worried about the depth, right? It's, there's going to be a lot of guys that aren't going to get minutes for the Pelicans this year, even though they're deserving of minutes. So. I think what you have to do is when you're Willie, just rotate the guys in to keep them fresh, Good to point. keep that pace going, right? Good to point. Keep, um, yeah, just, just to keep playing that your style, which, of course, the Pels, they want to run because that's when they're the best. They've got massive weapons when uh, they're out in transition. And you want to, of course, tire out the legs of KD, you know, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie Irving, who, let's face it, these guys probably aren't going to be in super, you know, top tip, tip-top shape. They haven't. A lot of those guys, two of the guys, have barely played basketball over the last, you know, over year plus. And KD, you know, he's he's an injury risk. Let's face it, he's almost on that level of LeBron James. So you know, he he can't quite do it like the way he used to. So yeah, you've you've got to drive a fork. And I'll tell you what, here's my favorite thing, Gus, about this matchup. I think this takes all the pressure off the Pelicans now, doesn't it? Especially mm-hmm. Zion Williamson. You would have thought Zion coming back, playing his first game since what May of 2021. Um, would have been such a big headline. All the reporters would have been bugging him before, after the game, talking about it. Now I don't think there's going to be barely a whisper of it. With KD coming back, everybody's going to be watching. How's he interacting with Steve Nash? How are those three stars for them if they're in the game going to be playing? So I love it for the Pels from that perspective. That's a very good point. You know, in that depth as you were going through that, Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me was, you know, that depth, as we mentioned, guys that aren't going to get minutes, those guys are also defenders, Ali. So, you know, we also we, we think of depth in turn of uh, in terms of being maybe to add firepower offensively, but you know, it's almost like when I speak of the Saints defensive line, it's it's the ability perhaps on the defensive side for the Pels to constantly rotate fresh legs to defend, get up on you, chase you the entire length of the court. Alvarado is going to be able to chase them the entire time when, you know, he gets on the court. And I, I think things like that may be interesting. You know, as you mentioned, hey, a missed shot, a just get off of me sort of thing. It affected Chris Paul. Now, granted, that was April, but I, I think that's maybe the way you can win a game like that when you're playing such a high offensive-minded team from that nature. And, you know, I think one of the things that you brought up that is key is how you approach it and how you see it. This team, I think, they thrive on that chip on your shoulder, right? And now you know. Now you know, August 23rd, who you're facing. And and I kind of have an idea that I I think they're going to use this motivation there. What a best way to – or what a great way to, you know, make a statement – than to go up to Brooklyn mm-hmm. and win that game. Yeah, because you've got to think somebody is going to eventually smarten up and put this game on national TV. Right. There's no way I think the Knicks and the Memphis Grizzlies should remain that first game on ESPN that night uh, because Brooklyn, Pelicans are tipping off at the same time, 6.30. Right. So I'm expecting for that to switch soon. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, yeah, all those faces um, – that are going to be in that game. There's potentially six stars in that game, so everybody's going to be tuned into that one. So I'm looking forward to it. And look, here's another thing you just brought up that I like. While you have to worry about the Nets starting five, off their bench, you know, they've got basically just shooters, right, scores. I mean, outside of Royce O'Neal that I mentioned, then you've got Patty Mills. Then you've got Seth Curry. As to where the Pelicans, as you mentioned, you can throw out defenders. You've got Jose Mm -hmm. Alvarado. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dyson Daniels be ready to go from day one. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, Larry Nance. Um, and, and if you go deep enough, Najee Marshall, 
Trey Murphy, we should expect to be better defensively. So, yeah, that, that could be where the Pelicans honestly could lean on trying to basically take advantage in that game because I, I think their bench is just flat out better. Ali, that's another point that you brought up. I was listening to the guys on ESPN talk talk about that this morning, and and that's the thing, and you saw a lot of tweets here as well from veterans going, now can we sign? A lot of teams haven't signed players mm-hmm. or done extensions to contracts like, you know, say, CJ and Larry Nance because you probably want to see what happens here. The Nets are kind of still going to be in that, that mode of, they got too much now to put a team together. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw with the, the Lakers when you are so top-heavy with money and contracts, you're now trying to pick, okay, well, we need this guy for 10 minutes, stuff like that. And I think that might solve itself and work its way out, Ali, as the season goes along. But the Pels have been practicing together, essentially working out since May. And I wonder if that might be a bit of an advantage in that those three net, you know, superstars are still going to be learning how to play with those guys. The Pelicans don't have that issue. No, outside of right, just playing alongside Zion because most of the guys on the team have not ever played basketball with him sure. on a true five-on-five setting. The rest of the guys are the chemistries there. So they're, they're going to be able to look at each other, know where they're going to be wanting to make the pass, finding them in the open spots and such. And that is a big advantage. You're right. With Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, they've probably never even played a five-on-five yet. And they're going to have to. And, of course, the shooters are going to have to learn the tendency of their stars. So Seth Curry, Patty Mills, while they played minutes with you know, two of those three guys, it hasn't been continuous. So I think that is a big problem for them. And Pelicans, hopefully they can take advantage of it. Because I'll tell you what, the opening schedule, I'm sure you talked about this, Gus, yeah. as soon as the schedule was released right. last week. Those first nine games for the Pelicans, if they could somehow just get past that, say, four and five, something along that stretch, boy, it really bodes well for the rest of the time. Because after those nine games, the Pelicans have the third easiest schedule in the NBA. Mm. So somehow you got to find wins. Like, like against this game, for instance, we're talking about against the Nets. So hopefully they can steal a couple of those tough matchups in their favor and get off to a good start this year for a change. I think you, you also brought up a very good point as we wrap up here with Ali in the final minute. I Those early games, man, you're still trying to find your legs and, and all of that. You know, look, they're, they're not going 38, 40 minutes in that game. I, no. I don't think it. So I, I, this is one of those situations, Ali, where the Pels essentially – you know, having to find roster spots for their draft picks. And I mean, you're, you're bringing, I know they're bringing those guys back, but the Pels literally are bringing back their entire team. So I, I think it does matter. That's going to be one of my storylines, man, going into that game. You, you got a group that has been spending a lot of time together the last couple of months and you, and you're deep for that game. You can, you can, you can run out players. I don't know if the Nets sort of have that. And look, you know, I know it's game one. Of 82, but Ali, they win that game. Let's say mm-hmm. they win at Charlotte. They come back here to own instead of 02. The fan base is almost like, oh, okay, good. Are we going to be, because you, you want to avoid the dreaded start. I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, was in the last 10 years, I think they were five and five or better yeah. just once. I mean, that, that, that's Incredible. atrocious. And that does, yeah. I mean, that sets a trend. And last year, if you remember, they, boy, preseason was just so awful so i don't think we should have been that surprised by their terrible you know start but we can't expect anymore because now i mean knock on wood that the guys will be healthy because that was part of the problem in last year's training camp like you know jonas missed time bi missed time but i i just don't foresee it this year i think they're gonna you know guys know their roles players are good let's face it there's a good roster and if injuries stay aside they're finally going to be have that opportunity to get off to a good start 
I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I'm I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- Look, it should be fun, man. It should be fun. At O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. As always, appreciate it. Looking forward to another season having you on and getting ready for a little hoops, man. Appreciate the time as always. Have a great week and weekend, sir. Absolutely, Gus. You do the same. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. For sure. Glenn Gilbo next. Nick Saban. He's been paid literally over $100 million by Alabama since he's been there. Just got a new extension. We'll touch on that in week zero and why why Glenn doesn't like it being cold. Week zero. That's next on ESPN New Orleans. No matter what you are, I will always be Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information quality health care locally for you did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Can we talk about sport? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. As always, appreciate the time Mr. Glenn Gilbo gives us. We'll be following with him uh, the college football season throughout the year at LSU Beat. Tweet is a way to give him a follow over at Outkick.com and Fox columnist and author of that awesome book, Skip Bertman. The story, the real-life story of Skip Bertman. Uh, Glenn, first off, good afternoon. I love seeing all the photos that you're retweeting of people, you know, saying good read and nice book, man. You have to be happy with the reception so far. Yeah, it's been fun, um, and we've we've just been getting a lot of uh, orders by word of mouth and and social media. You know, we haven't really done the publishing company hasn't done a big uh, push yet. Uh, so uh, happy with uh, the early uh, returns. It's been fun. 
You've been a writer for years, sir. So let's say you were going to write a book on Nick Saban. <laughs> what? How? I mean, look, and I say that because, like, it's one of our questions of the day in terms of, in my lifetime, I'm 46. I'm trying to think of when I think of college football and either the Mount Rushmore of coaches, like, is he the face of college football in my lifetime? Not only the amount of national championships, being able to bring them to different schools, things of that nature, but if you were going to write that book, how are you describing Nick Saban to somebody that, I don't know, is like my son's age, five? Well, the first thing I would do is find all the books that have been written about him, because there's about ten, and I just, you know, throw them in the canal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's been too many books written about him. Uh, I'd love to write a book about him, but, you know, there, I think there's about 10 books written on him. But, you know, his his story is really is really interesting. I mean, particularly, you know, when he got to LSU, because he was really he was not a known commodity when sure. he got to LSU. He, you know, a lot, some people in the know in the NFL, and some search people, you know, job search people, they, they knew about him as an up and coming rising star but he really hadn't arrived and then you know the whole story about working at his dad's gas station and his his dad being a pop warner coach and you know his dad is quite a figure in his life so there's i mean there's a lot there and then um you know he won the first national championship at lsu in almost 50 years and then he just kind of re he became bear bryant at alabama so there's there's a lot there, and and he's uh you know he's a he's a very interesting guy. I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't like him and think he's kind of kind of dull, but he's a he's a pretty interesting guy. And and the thing about him is he's always the smartest guy in the room, and most of the time he has something really smart to say, with only a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things too that that I bring up, and that's why I was excited to kind of talk to you about this because you understand. I guess really the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years really of coaches too. Like when I grew up, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Joe Pa and things of that nature in the Bowdens and even Spurrier at Florida and those coaches. But the, even when you go back to Schembechler and all those guys, today's college coach, right, Glenn, I think is different. You're a CEO. This is an absolute business. It, it is, you know, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, it, it's, you better you better know what you're doing because you're not only just doing X's and O's, but you're running a lot of different areas here. I mean, just look at the coaches now. Ryan Day, 9.5. Brian Kelly, 9.5. Mel Tucker, Michigan State, 9.5. Like, you're, you're, you're making some serious money here, but I think it's different what they have to deal with now, whether it's um, NIL, whether it's different areas as well. You know, when you compare those coaches of yesteryear to now – does it make it even more remarkable that Nick's been able to adapt to how things are? And three of those coaches in the top five worked for Saban. Just think if he got 10% like the agents do. <laughs> you know, 10% from Mel Tucker, Kirby Smart, and Jimbo Fisher. They all worked for, for Nick, and Mel and Jimbo worked for him at LSU. Mm-hmm. But, no, you know, the thing about Nick is, and Pete Jenkins said this a long time ago when he was first at LSU, when Nick was first at LSU, Nick, Nick is the best coach Pete – ever seen at wearing all the hats mm-hmm. of being a coach i mean nick was a great position coach a db coach before he was a head coach you know and and he's he was a, a heck of a defensive coordinator before he became a head coach and and you know he he's a great recruiter 
he's an, he's an X and O coach. He's a film coach. He's a salesman. You know, he can do it all. The only, the only thing he doesn't do that most coaches do is drink. He does. He used to smoke. I think he might still smoke on the side or whatever, but he used to chew tobacco. But, you know, he doesn't drink. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and he's, he's kind of old school and new school at the same time. You know, he's, people that don't really know him think he's an old-fashioned coach, but he's he's adapted to the game like Skip Burton. Um, you know, he adapted to the offensive game when he went to Lane Kiffin and started signing different kinds of quarterbacks than yeah. the game manager he he used to have. So that's what makes him so good. He stays ahead, and and even though he doesn't like things, he adapts him and becomes the best at it like he hates nil and the transfer <laughs> portal but he's still the best at it yeah it's crazy uh but i wanted to touch on that speak with glenn gilbo outkick.com covers the sec as a columnist we'll be talking to you throughout the season about all these different teams you know it's crazy i i had him on every tuesday glenn i have head coaches on and it starts next week and one of the coaches that I've had the last couple tuesdays uh last couple seasons was billy napier and in those tuesday segments that I got to I guess know him through 15 minutes I I found myself a lot of times going man he reminds me of Sean he reminds me of Nick like he that's a guy that's thinking seven steps ahead of all of the different areas and communicates it well and and I'm just following via social media now and what he's doing with the now 90 million dollar facility they just got over there I I think sooner rather than later the Gators will be a contender Oh, yeah. You know, Billy Napier, he had a whole list of things he wanted before he took the Florida job. I mean, here's a guy at ULL. He's had some success there. Mm -hmm. He turned down Tennessee. He turned down um, South Carolina. I think there were some other jobs he turned down. And he was like, look, you got to do this before I come to you. And one of those things was the facility upgrade that they got at Florida. So, he knows exactly what he's doing. And, uh, you know, he, he has the same problem Brian Kelly does. He doesn't have much of a roster he's inheriting. But uh, sooner or later, he, he's going to be a power again. I agree. Yeah, coached understatement, too. That, I'm sure that doesn't help to kind of have a little idea on that. Something else I wanted to touch on, too, and it's fun. So let's have a, a, some fun with this. Week zero. Not a fan of it being called week zero. I don't understand why is it week zero. It's the first week. Like you, if you had two games, sure. There's three top 25 matchups and there's a whole slew of full Saturday games. What's this week zero thing? You know, it's just, you know, people love to come up with new names for stuff, you know, that, that you don't need. It, it's, it's part of the, part of the time. You know, like OTAs. Where the hell did that come from? Organized team activities. <laughs> oh, sounds like a practice to me. Why can't they just call it a practice? No, there it the is. NFL, you know, the military, OTAs. You know, they got to have something official, you know. And, and week zero is, you know, I don't even know who. I tried to find out who thought of it, but it's just something cute, you know, some some different way to refer to something. And, and you know, everybody in my office calls it that. Everybody calls it that. I just, I, I'm not going to call it that. You got, you can't let those. Those, uh, you know, brainwashers get to you, Gus. It's week one, period. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Look, I, again, it's, it's just really weird. It's sort of like the, the first four, right? Before the, the March Madness thing. I just, yeah, I, mean, I they, guess they, they always got to come up with a name. You know, it's like, 
the the uh, the play in game. That's not yeah. the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's really not. You know, you're 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 playing in, then you're in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, you. they want to call it the first four. Look, obviously, when you have uh, a Twitter handle of at LSUB tweet, I got to ask at least the Tiger question. What do you make of the sure. John Emery thing? How weird of the is what? That? The John Emery thing that he's, he might still be serving oh. suspension from last year and not take into account the, you know, the waiver stuff. I listened to Matt explain it at the beginning of his show yesterday. It, it's still incredible that they didn't let him get away with it or not away with it, but just um, uh, excuse it last year with COVID and all that other stuff and where it stems from. But to still have to do it this year, I, I don't get it. I don't know what the NCAA is doing here. Well, John Emery and his family have had a lot of sorrow and, right. and stuff has happened. But but um, before that happened, John Emery was not doing well in school. And, he's you know, you have a lot of opportunities as a student to, mm-hmm. to make up work. You know, you have intercession between the fall semester and January. You know, you can go to classes in December for two weeks and make stuff up. You can... You got two or three sessions in the summer to make stuff up. They have all kind of tutors available to athletes. Um, the the academic center at, at LSU. I mean, they do everything but do your homework for you. I mean, they'll sit with you until it's done. He's had every opportunity to get himself eligible. So it's he's had some sorrows in his family, yeah. But it's still it's still his fault, and and uh, it goes back a, a long way, and. Maybe they're uh, they're being a little too militant with the uh, with the punishment, but you know he's he's had plenty of chances. You know, um, okay. it's the same thing with um, with the cornerback from uh, from Rummel, uh, whose name escapes me. You remember he he got suspended for two years, and mm-hmm. he's in the NFL now. You know who I'm thinking of? Yeah, right, right now. My my brain just went dead. Matt talked about that nearly as well too about how well, that was sort well, of different you know, too, he, right? And 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 there was a lot of criticism of the NCA, but he he broke the rule, and and that was the rule, you know, the the time for the suspension. That rule was in place for years before he broke the rule. So you don't just change the rule because it's a sad story, you know. So these kids got to learn from that. Christian Fulton, no, Christian Fulton, right? Yeah, just He's a great player, but. Yeah, and and the NCAA did end up being lenient on him. They they yeah. gave him a year early, and they they didn't have to. Well, we'll see. Um, week zero is here. <laughs> no, it's it. not. It's week one, buddy. <laughs> week one. There it week is. one. Glenn, I love it, man. I'm looking forward to chatting with you throughout the season, man. Thank you. Okay, if you, if I hear week zero on your show, I'm going to change the. You're channel. done. Okay, I got you. You'll block me. I hear you. At LSUB tweets the way to give him a follow at kick.com and Fox. He's the columnist and go check out that book, The Arthur of the New Skip Burtman Story. Go check it out. AcadianHouse.com. All the links there to do that. Thank you, Glenn. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll touch base and see how the Saints are doing here as well. Again, practice 19 is in the books. Would you play James? Would you play some of these other guys? I, I didn't even go through the list of Saints players that didn't practice today. Kind of maybe gives you an idea. You know what? Who cares? If you go on Friday, enjoy it. It's a Friday. You'll be in the dome. You'll get a sense that football's around the corner. Why not? It's the sports hangover at ESPN. Celebrating 75 years in business.
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849-6. Three seven three eight four nine. Hoorah! Thank you. What would you say you do here? Sports, sports, all day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengal. There it is. I was just waiting for the. I was waiting for the music drop. Got to have that little music drop there. As always, appreciate the time. The professor joins us and goes over the. Questions of the day, Nick. I will eventually learn how to drink water, not breathe at the same time, and not almost choke myself, if that makes any sense. How are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? It's a very difficult prospect to try to do all of those things, so I commend you for even attempting. You would think at 46 I would learn, don't breathe while I am swallowing water. It's two different pathways. Anyway, sir, huh. <clears throat> Question, I don't like the fact you're smiling. Anyway, no kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, man, give me some questions of the day today. What we got? Uh, so our questions of the day, we got a couple. First off, with KD and Kyrie running it back, how do you feel about the Pels opener at Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. You know, it's announced today that Kevin Durant is going to stick around with the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and honor the extension that he signed. So with that being the case and him and K, first of all, will him and KD be able, him and Kyrie be able to coexist? But beyond that, with them being back together again, how do you feel about the Pels opener at Brooklyn? Does it make you excited Hmm. to see this game now? Uh, also is Nick Saban, and this is, this is for people in South Louisiana who are college football fans. Mm -hmm. It's a heck of a question. Is Nick Saban the most influential man in college football? Is he the face yeah. of college football mm-hmm. with 
uh, the news that came out that what since he started coaching in two thousand what what was it two thousand seventeen? Yeah, no, uh, no, 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 <clears throat> two thousand nine, no, two thousand seventeen, two thousand nine. Yeah, since two thousand nine, he's made over one hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Hey, but how so many rings? He... I lost count. How many? How many championships he's brought to Tuscaloosa? You know, they like to claim a handful as well before. <laughs> yeah, like he, it's it's. Um, she, even with, but even with a hundred million dollars, yeah. so with that being disclosed, and with us knowing what we know about old tricky Nick Saban, do you believe that he is the most influential man in college football? Want to hear your take on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line at eight hundred nine nine eight one thousand three? That's eight hundred. 998-1003, the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line and Goose. Man, I, I tell you, it's, I, I'm excited about the opener oh, for yeah. the net, for, 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 for the Pels against the Nets. Okay. I, I'm excited about it because, you know, it's, it's Katie and Kyrie. It's the drama of oh, yeah. the Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. It- you can probably throw Ben Simmons in the mix with all of that. It's funny you say that. that because Ali Cosell went that way. He he said this takes all the pressure off of Zion's return and the Pelicans and, you know, his weight and is he healthy and all this. Like, do you think the the spotlight's going to be on, on those guys and Ben Simmons and – you know, Steve Nash, can they really get, I, I agree with Ali. I think this is, this is great for the Pels. You now know for the next two months, you circle it. You know exactly what it is, what, what's a great way to start the season. Best way to kind of, you know, show, hey, we're, we're good. Even if, you know, you lose that game, Rafael Esparza, Mr. Vegas just sent me right now. He just put the line because of that at, uh, Nets minus four is what he has met, uh, Nets minus, Nets, uh, the Nets. Minus four is what he has them there. And I, I think that's interesting. He said total 229 is the total in terms of points. So a little offensive game, but he has the Nets, you know, at, at favored with four. Yeah. You, I, I could, I would say put the, take the under in that one. Really? Because I feel, I, I would say take the, I'd, I'd say take the under because with, the way that the Pelicans are mm-hmm. set up, I feel like their defense, or even though, even with it being, because first of all, we have an unknown property in Simmons. You know, RKD and Kyrie going to even, will Kyrie be able to play? Is KD going to be healthy uh, going into the season? Because, you know, these dudes stay injured more than a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, I think we're underestimating the defensive presence that Zion Williamson can be in the middle because we haven't really seen him in a while. So there's a lot of unknowns in this game. So it makes it a very interesting and intriguing matchup. And is I'm I'm just ready to put a ball down. Like I, I'm ready <laughs> right now. <laughs> let's get going for that game. Okay, let's, I got let's, you. Let's go ahead and put it on the hardwood, man. Yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm. I was just talking about the Pels this morning and how excited I am for the season. I think mm-hmm. that I'm about to change. I think I'm about to jump ship, jump ships 
Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a, a, a lifelong Rockets fan. Oh, uh, really? Because, you know, my father's from Houston. Okay, I understand. So I used to watch the Rockets with him all the time. Well, so, Lajuan, I mean, the dream. I mean, the yeah, dream and, you know, know Sam you Cassell Lajuan. and all that. No, I hear right. you. I mean, yeah. Okay. So you got all those, got Robert Ory uh, in his younger days yep. before he became Big Shot Bob. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's you. You got all these guys that I grew up watching. Yeah. And did, did you go? Did you go to the uh, the Joel Olstein Center? That's how it's known now, right? I mean, it's the Joel Olstein Center. <laughs> My been goodness. to his church. Yes. No, I haven't been to the toilet. No, no, no. It, but it, it's yeah. so. But but with the excitement and going to the Pels game last this past season, yeah, and feeling the energy and excitement that a lot of Pelicans fans have now with the upcoming season, it, it it just makes you want to like jump on that ship right now and just be a part of all of that. So I, I think that I, I, I feel like that's what I'm going to end up doing, but it, it, I'm, I'm just excited about the season and what the Pels are able to do or going to be able to do now with Zion in the mix and with them already being a playoff team, you're adding a, a high a really high motor and just a fantastic caliber of athlete yeah. in Zion Williamson. So I'm, I'm well, you know, excited that's the thing. to see what Look, One of the things that Ali also brought up, too, that I thought was a good point, the depth of the Pelicans. I mean, it was funny. I saw Isaiah Thomas and a couple other guys saying, can we sign now? They, they don't even have their team yet, really, the, the, the Nets, you know, and, and how to sign it. Because you got to make the monies work now with Ben, Kyrie, Kevin, all that other stuff. So now they're about to. What the Lakers sort of done, you know, peace me, all the rest of their team and things of that nature. I think the Pels have been working out, hanging out together for months, for weeks. They understand who they are. You essentially are bringing back the entire team and adding Dyson Daniels. I, and I think that's one of the things that I look at that game where Willie Green's going to be able to just rotate fresh legs. You know, mm-hmm. Nick, just fresh legs. And that's the first game of the season for KD and Kyrie and everybody else. And I don't, I don't think Steve Nash is making them go 38, 40 minutes to try to win that game in the season opener. So I look, all I know is whoever guards KD can pick him up from baseline to baseline. And then when that person gets tired, here comes Alvarado. Here comes somebody. You know what I'm getting at? Like I wonder, I, I think, I think the Pels have a shot, man, at winning that game. Absolutely. That first game, it's when you get them, right? It's when you get them. And I think that first game, I think the Pels will be a more complete team and prepped and ready to go. And, and they don't really have many other guys, I think, depth wise. Those three guys are good, but Ben can't shoot. So it's essentially going to be, Two nets versus the team. Now, granted, those two nets can score a lot of points, but yeah. see, I'm already giddy. I'm already giddy about this matchup. It's just it, there's a lot of potential it's sexy, Nick. It's sexy for this matchup. <laughs> so it's it's exciting to be, it's exciting to be able to uh, have that opportunity. I like it. it it's, it's just it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. With what the Pels are possibly going to be able to do this season. Uh, you're looking forward to that first game, but it's an 82 game season, man. It's, you got a long way to go, but you want to start out strong. And with that, with the way that their schedule is set up, a strong start will open a lot oh, of eyes as to no, what the Pelicans can possibly do. If you do. can go to Brooklyn, get that win, and then two nights later, go to Charlotte and beat the Hornets and come home 2-0. 
that, that first home game is going to be fun. I'm just saying. It's going to be fun and get off and running. Because, look, uh, the other bit of news that we'll talk about here as we enter the last minutes of this hour, Nick, uh, good news is I'm starting to see the reports come out from practice because it was indoors, so no tweets during practice. But I think the one thing I'm going to take out is practice, not only the long list of players that didn't, but, Nick, when we come back, Jameis Winston did something that has a lot of people going, that's awesome, that's good, it's good to see. So I'll talk about that when we come back. Nick, I'll join you again at uh, Wavy 145. Yes, sir. All right, buddy, take care. Uh, our one's in the books. Our two next on ESPN New Orleans.